TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to a Friday version of Two Guys and a Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful snowy Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. Seth Gruen, the youngster, sitting in with the coach today on Two Guys and a Mike. One Mike over here, one guy here, the other guy, Seth Gruen. Seth, great to see you. It's been a while since you've uh, made an appearance here at the Fine Talk Zone. About a week and a half. We haven't done a show in a couple of weeks, but boy, am I glad to be here today. Great show. A ton of sports to talk about. We oh, need like eight hours. My goodness. My goodness. We don't forget. Beyond the NCAA football talk, coaches getting fired, players getting suspended, the NFL playoffs and stuff. Let us not forget that in less than a month, we will be watching downhill skating and pairs women's figure skating. The Winter Olympics are in the horizon. Vancouver, 2010. Which is why everybody knows the ladies control the remote control during the Winter Olympics. Guys during the Summer Olympics... Women during the Winter Olympics. I'm a longtime downhill skiing fan, so we got lots to talk about. Two guys and a mic. We do it with you, the listener, where phone lines are wide open here at 888-463-6748. You want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Our producer, David Olson, standing by, ready to take your phone calls. Again, 888-463-6748. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. Seth, sadly. Sadly, because I'm a huge college football fan, sadly, the collegiate football season came to a close last night. Yeah, it did, as did Colt McCoy's a little bit early. And, you know, I, I, I sat there watching that game, and it was sort of deflating to me. You know, there was so much buildup. People thought this was going to be on the same level of that Rose Bowl that Texas played in against USC four years ago, the one where Vince Young scored the touchdown in the corner of the end zone uh, that was the- to, to beat SC. Many consider one of the great college football games of all time. I was at Disneyland with my young kids <laughs> taping the game, came back and realized that I had oh. taped the wrong station, missed the game. Thank you very much. Continue. Oh, you got to be kidding me, Coach. I you wish, missed that? Wish I was. Yeah, any, well, anyways, Colt McCoy gets out with, with what looked like to be a stinger in his shoulder. He just couldn't feel the arm, couldn't throw. So this guy, uh, their backup quarterback, comes in, who happened to be the National High School Player of the Year last year. No schlub, but... How much do you prepare him? And Alabama goes on and wins the national championship. Never forget, we do this when we do our football prognostications. I am always the one to remind everybody, the most underrated position, the most underthought of position, when you're predicting a game or looking at a season, is the backup quarterback. It's the most important position, and you make all these analyzations, all the predictions, and you forget. And last night was living proof that one hit, all it takes is one hit, one guy going down, and you have somebody else coming in that completely changes the genre of the game. You know, the, the backup inter- quarterback is key. The interesting thing is, I, I as I saw Colt McCoy come off the field, it appeared he was hurt. Didn't I didn't think he was hurt that badly? But I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I like after the game with the interview, Cole, you know how bad you hurt? Ah, it shouldn't be too bad, you know. I, I just I have no feeling in the arm, but I should be fine. My right arm, like my left sting, arm feels good. I just, in the arm. I just can't feel my right arm. It's like, oh, yeah, no, right. no problem at all. You just got a slight paralysis. It's like, it's yeah, to worry I, I, about. I can't walk. I, I, I just yeah. have no feet. Yeah, I'll be okay. Uh, I got no feeling in my right arm. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, but I, 
I was wondering how how often how much do you prepare your backup quarterback over four four or five weeks of preparation for the championship? Not game? enough. Yeah, obviously not. But the thing about college, and, and there's always a misconception. You see Tim Tebow go down, Sam Bradford go down, and Colt McCoy go down. You know, players at premier programs have premier backups. I mean, the, the the backups are just guys waiting their turn. It's not like an NFL journeyman quarterback who who's backing up uh, Tom Brady or, or whoever. You know, superstar quarterback in the NFL where the talent is a little bit more spread out. The premier programs oftentimes have backup and third-string quarterbacks better than maybe the quarterback at Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But they may be premier quarterbacks, but they need reps. Absolutely. And how much film study and how much reps and how much meetings with the coaches are they doing with the backup quarterback? And, again, I'll go back to my answer. I would say not enough. Absolutely, and I completely agree with you. I think there are, it's, it's two totally separate discussions, whether or not you're talking about whether or not this guy has the talent and the arm to beat this Alabama defense, or whether or not he is mentally prepared for what's going to be thrown at him vis-a-vis blitzes and coverage schemes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ask me, if Colt McCoy plays in that game, Texas wins. Tough call. Tough call. We could debate that one until the... uh... You know, until about uh, show number six of mid March, right now, you can, you know, that that's an unanswerable question. Of course, I'll tell you what, though, the freshman quarterback who came in was absolutely brutal in the beginning, and it's understandable. You know, he's in a national championship game; he hasn't seen much live real action, and oh, he's going up against a great Alabama defense, right? Which is blitzing from all different angles. But you know what? He got better. Absolutely. You could see his potential as the game went on. He did get better. I don't think they're going to miss a beat in Austin. I mean, this, this kid is the real deal. What's the guy's name? Gilbert Grape? <laughs> what was that? Gilbert. I think uh, Billy Bialy. Was Gilbert his first name or last name? Uh, Gilbert was his last name. Garrett last Gilbert. Name. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert Grape. Not bad, though. He came on and, uh, you know, I missed most of the first half, and I had mentioned uh, the last couple of days, Seth, how, I mean, you were you said, you know, everybody anticipating a great matchup at a classic game. I argued a little bit that there wasn't that much anticipation for this game. The college football season was so far done and gone. The New Year's has been here. We've all done our party. We've moved on to other things. College football, even the championship game became somewhat of an aftermath. Well, I agree. And and all kinds of commentators on TV were saying, how do you prepare for what, what, what is a one-game season? Even the coaches admitted to it. I mean, with all this time off, you talk about in the NFL whether or not you should rest your players for a week because they could become rusty. You know, play versus versus rust, rust versus whatever. I mean, how rusty do these college players get? How many times have we seen a championship game come out flat? 14-8 type, low type baseball scores. Five weeks off. I can't think of any other sport. Boxing, I guess. Where you have a big boxing match, and then it might be three, four, five, six, seven months before another one. But it's a different sport. But. Yeah, just about every other sport. I can't think of any major team sport where there's more of a delay between big games than college football. Sometimes four weeks as much as six weeks, absolutely. But uh, you know, so I didn't watch much of the first half. Did tune into the second half. It is you know, twenty-four to six in the first couple of possessions for Texas. The quarterback, you know, he was just completely off, and I'm getting tired. And I'm just about ready to head up to sleep, and all of a sudden, in the next drive, he hits. Uh, who's that great receiver? Jordan Shipley. Shipley. Woo, he's, he's he's fantastic. Awfully good. He's fantastic. Senior. A lot of, senior. A lot of people think he's going to be 
of that Wes Welker type. I, ilk. I, 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 I would him, be one of those. I see him more as an Ed McCaffrey. I mean, I think he could play on the outside. I see him as like an Ed McCaffrey type. <laughs> Ed McCaffrey. Yeah. I'd that's our first in, in eight weeks on the air, seven weeks, whatever it's been. That's our first Ed McCaffrey. Rush. Yeah, wait, coach, I'm just warming up. Wait, white I'm possession receiver up. for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I I, as, as, as I said that, I'm like, ooh, am I, am I stereotyping here? Yeah, but I don't know. My big, sec- tall receiver. My second favorite McCaffrey of all time behind Billy McCaffrey, the great shooting guard for Vanderbilt. But um, all of a sudden, so, you know, I'm about ready to pack it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, this game's over. And then they throw the touchdown, and all of a sudden, hey, you got to start watching this game. And, of course, they score another touchdown. They get it within three points. They got the successful onside kickoff, and you're thinking, hey, I mean, I thought there was a chance I could be Momentum. watching a game that our kids and our kids' kids will be talking about as one of the great college football comebacks. You know, Colt McCoy on the bench and, and Garrett Gilbert Grape leads his team to victory. Well, that table was set for it. It was. The table Unfortunately, was set for it. similar to the Northwestern game, that would have been a classic ending, the storybook ending, the final chapter was not written, Alabama uh, blitz from the right side, didn't see it coming. He fumbles, Alabama scores, they go on to win the no. game. But almost give Texas credit for making a game out of it. You're saying with Colt McCoy, you think the Longhorn wins. Absolutely, without question. And, and, and without I, question? I, without, I mean, you, you take the first two possessions, Coach. They, the, the, I don't know if you're aware, Alabama faked a punt. Texas intercepted the ball. They had the ball on the 40-yard line, drove all the way inside the five. McCoy was injured. They could not punch it in. I got to believe he finds a way to get that ball in the end zone. And then there was another turnover, a fumble, um, on the ensuing kickoff after that field goal. They ended up with a field goal. Again, bring the ball down into the red zone. Field goal. I mean, I have to believe that a prepared Colt McCoy punches that in somehow. And, and also, don't forget, it changes the mindset of the defense. I mean, when you have a backup quarterback who just came in, you're stacking the box. I mean, there were nine guys in the box. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, uh, what's his name? That that the safety number twenty eight. I'm blanking. I don't know why I'm blanking. Javier, Javier Arenas. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was he was with the linebackers. You couldn't see him. He was hidden. I mean, they were playing run all the way. So obviously, it changes the mindset of the defense. Mm-hmm. Great ball game. Great ball game. Good comeback by Texas. Sadly. Because I'm such a huge college football fan, sadly, the collegiate football season comes to an end. But let us not forget, next week or next weekend, uh, the Senior Bowl, Seth, which I know is very, very exciting to you. Oh, so really, yeah. college football isn't over. We get, what, the East-West Shrine game? The North-South Shriners game, where I think old Shriners battle <laughs> Northern Shriners battle Southern Shriners. And then the Senior Bowl. So college football is not over. We have more exciting games to come. Yeah, every day I go down to Mobile, or every every year, down to Mobile, Alabama for that Senior Bowl. <laughs> By the way, one of the better, one of the better, and again, you want to talk some college football, now the time to do it, folks, because pretty soon uh, we move on to other things. A wonderful season coming to a close, 888-463-6748. The coach and Seth Gruen, two guys and a mic here on the TalkZone.com. One of the better Gatorade dumpings that I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. that that had, I, I thought he was going to get hurt. It hit him yeah. in the jaw. Yeah, they, they, they not only almost dumped the Gatorade out of they, them, they were so, their adrenaline was kicking in so much, they didn't intend to, but they almost cold-cocked the coach with the Gatorade. Right, jump. oh, absolutely. And it's, it's it's not just that, did you notice, that they were obviously very tactful about it. They didn't go for the ice water. They went for the red yes. Gatorade. What's going to stain, stain a little stain, stain, it, it, yeah. exactly, stain the white shirt? Yep. I mean, uh, 
You know, perfectly quaffed Nick Saban. By a- absolutely. <laughs> so he was Shirt seen tucked red. in perfectly, the pectorals showing, the pants perfectly yeah. pressed, the hair, whatever gel he uses, uh, the product works, that's for sure. A perfectly oh, yeah. quaffed Nick Saban, and he got destroyed by that Gatorade. Oh, absolutely. It's funny how, how these coaches, you see, if you saw, you didn't see before the game, but they come in these nice suits, and then they change into these, like, you know, they're, they're wearing, like, Under Armour yeah. and... And stuff you'd never see them wear out. I mean, Bill Belichick wears a suit to the game and then cuts off the sleeves as a sweatshirt to go outside and wear. <laughs> he he wears a suit to change into his pajamas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Notre Dame, I heard, was going to uh, pour Gatorade one of the big games over Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss says, you ever do that? Give me three or four donuts first so I got something to wash it down with. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I heard they were going to dump the Gatorade over him, but they couldn't lift the Hoover Dam. Ooh, wow. Wow, let me ask you Great this. shot. Let me ask you this. What was it, two weeks ago? When Florida, or no, I'm sorry, on New Year's Day, when Florida uh, won the, what were they in, the festival, beat Cincinnati. Yeah. And they no, do no, the, no, orange, orange. They do the Gatorade. Or sugar, sugar, sugar. Oh, sugar. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, Urban Meyer, correct me if I'm wrong, was uh, basically resigned from coaching, and then he said, well, I'm going to take some time off, but it's because of heart problems. Well, no, he, no, 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 they don't, chest pains. Close up. Well, okay. Chest pains. Yeah. Okay. Some, some, you know, potentially serious. It was not just a little, little quandary thing. In fact, they had the, uh, you know, the, the uh, video, verbal, anyways, the sound of his wife calling the emergency room. Yeah. You know, I mean, it sounded somewhat serious. Now that Gatorade's pretty cold. That ice bucket's pretty cold. I'm just thinking how smart of it was for the Florida players. To come in and dump a giant bucket of ice. What of Urban Meyer? I mean, he just he's just getting over chest pains and stress. You would think maybe all there is takes would be a little bit of a click of the arrhythmia in the aorta, the ventricle might close a little bit. I mean, you know, not likely, but I'm just thinking a guy getting over somewhat severe chest pains. Maybe it wasn't the smartest thing in the world to come up and dump a giant bucket of ice water right over. I guess not. I mean... What if he would have gone down? We'd have to call on the two guys and I'm like, medical expert, but... Yeah. No, we don't. I, I have my uh, semi-medical degree. Or did you stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night? Huh? Did you stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night? What does that have to do You haven't with seen those a... commercials? What? The, you you've never seen those Holiday Inn Express commercials. Remember, I tape a lot of games. I fast forward to the commercials. Well, they're not just games. You don't watch any TV. You don't watch any programs. What did I miss? What being well, a meta- it, it, Dave, you know what the, you know what I'm talking about, right? These Holiday Inn Express commercials. A guy will be be in surgery. Doctor, how many of these have you done? <laughs> this is my first, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> and then the patient feels all good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It sounds, I haven't yeah. seen it, but I like it. Yeah, YouTube it. Yeah. You know how to go on uh, a YouTube. The bottom line is, last night, that I thought that was one of the more impressive Gatorade dumpings. I mean, they just drenched them, and like you said, they picked out the colored Gatorade. Absolutely. Good stainage factor on that dumping. Yeah, and I don't know if you stayed up afterwards, but Nick Saban made sure to change before he went on ESPN with Kirk really? Herbstreet. Yeah. Oh, okay, but not for I thought that was weak. I would agree. Give me a break. Yeah. But but his on-field interview, he didn't change. Well, no. What was he going to do? Was somebody going to throw him a, yeah. a, a shirt to change and he'd like yeah. go bare-chested? Have four or five offensive linemen cover I, him up to a quick change before he gets on TV? I wouldn't put that past the very well uh, quality. I, I will say I, I did have a major league manager uh, disrobe and change in front of me, and it was just me and him in his office. Quite weird. Really? Yeah. yeah. Was, by the way, have you seen the Mike Ditka interview video back in the days with Johnny Morris? No. Oh, it's unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable. We'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Uh, I, by the way, Nick Saban, I'm not a big fan of his. I know Jordan Burnfield worked the show yesterday. You know, he's a little egotistical, caught up with himself. He could be a little stuffy, a lot stuffy at times. But his interview post game on the field, I thought he was right on. Extremely gracious, crediting Texas, talking about uh, you know deferring everything with the Alabama program away from him, not only to the players. Very few coaches do this, but he went out of the way. Assistant coaches, all the personnel, the trainers, the equipment, it's a true win. It's a credit to all the people that have put it in for the Alabama program. I like that a lot. I thought he was very gracious. Absolutely, and if you notice the exchange between him and Mac Brown after the game, yep. he made sure he said, I'm very sorry Colt couldn't play. Please tell me, you know, yep. let him know I think he's a great player yep. and how sorry I am. I promise you, David, also when we win an award for Outstanding Show here and I go up to the podium, to accept the award, I promise I will thank you, the many interns, uh, all the little people. Mickey Rooney, Steve Turcott, the great jersey, uh, the great jockey, all the little people that made this show possible. Yeah. Well, I, I hope I'm included in that, Coach. Probably not. I wouldn't count on We'll <laughs> take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Back in a minute. Phone lines are open. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone david olson they say there's only one difference between genius and stupidity and that is genius has its limitations thank you very much welcome back to the talkzone.com 888-463-6748 by the way real quick off the uh, sporting front there's conventions all the time uh, throughout the country, a lot of them here in Chicago at McCormick Place. Uh, Las Vegas, of course, hosts a lot of conventions. One of the biggies going on, I believe, right now is the Consumer Electronics Show out in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which is, if you haven't been there, I mean, that's if you're a techie, that's the place to be. You can get all the uh, you know new technology that's going to be coming up in a couple of years, five years, ten years down the road. I didn't go this year, but uh, from all accounts, it appears, and this is going to affect the sports viewer out there, Seth, the number one thing coming up in the not-too-distant future, you know what I'm going to say? 3D television? That's it. Well, ESP, ESPN is broadcasting World Cup games in 3D. Not yeah. HD, but 3D. You didn't hear about this? The uh, game between South Africa and, I want to say, Argentina. Oh, I thought you said a cup game. A cup game? World Cup. World Cup, okay. Will be broadcast in uh-huh. 3D. Okay. You'll need glasses. It may only work on some TVs, but uh-huh. 
Yeah, what about there are special 3D glasses? And by the way, the 3D I think this glasses is stupid. By the way, can huh? I can I just interject how well, dumb I think this is? Yeah, talk to me in five years when you're saying, Coach, that's the coolest thing I ever saw. Really? I mean, why though? How how would it come out? So so the players look more. I'm fine with HD. I don't need to see it in 3D. I don't need it to come out of my screen. I don't need it to be up in my face or or like it to seem like I'm in the field playing. No. I mean, what? Why? I think this is stupid. One of our emailers just wrote in, Seth. What about adult entertainment, not sports? Would you change your Would you change your mind? Are we talking about advents in the adult entertainment industry, or just adult entertainment in general? I think he's talking about the uh, adult adult entertainment. Well, yeah, there's nothing would, wrong. Would with you that. wear a 3D glasses? Oh, would I wear 3D for that? <laughs> so, yeah. You're talking about sports. You said it wouldn't enhance your experience, possibly. With a 3D glass in another situation, it might enhance your experience. Yeah, but coach, in your case, who what needs? If, you, you what know, if you don't fell leave asleep? home without it? You could wake up. One of the 3D uh, women in the adult entertainment could look like uh, linebacker Dick Butkus or something like that. With the problems you have, <laughs> I haven't so, had any uh, bad dreams for a while. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh goodness. Uh, anyhow, that so that that is coming. You're saying the World Cup game? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out all the HD TV stations. So now, once I learn the HD stations, what number they're at, is there going to be like a separate station I, for I, the I 3Ds? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I. It seemed to be my understanding that ESPN was developing a whole nother channel, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't know, ESPN 14 or something, dedicated to HD. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyhow, that, that's one of many I mean, how many technological... ESPNs are there? Uh, I mean, there are so many. How about too many? Yeah, too many. How about too many to keep you, track of? You, two, one, yeah. Yeah. classic, news. We'll see if we can get more things coming out of the Consumer Electronics Show, but uh, that's certainly yeah, that one of the cool. things that's coming, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have to dish out. I heard the uh, the glasses are going to be like 100, maybe 200, but what about someone? I don't wear contacts anymore. I got regular glasses. I wear contacts. So now what do I do with the 3D glasses? Can you put the glasses over the glasses? You know, I think I think... For two hundred dollars, they will probably the little adjust flip. to you know fitting over glasses okay. somehow. Okay, maybe it'll be like a baseball outfielder with the sun shield. You can That's flip true. it down. Yeah, yeah. When a good scene comes up, you flip it down, and then you can yeah, flip no, it back yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like gold catacorn. <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748, off the Consumer Electronics. Back to the sports world. College football comes to a close. Alabama, Texas. Colt McCoy gets injured. Boy, uh, what, fourth, fifth play of the game? What a shame because you you hate to see it. The matchup was there. Great, great theater, a potential phenomenal game. And then uh, it's like the lead actor being taken out of the movie in the beginning. No, absolutely. And as I said, I think it, it, it grossly affected the game. It grossly affected the game. You you can't tell me Alabama was not more more aggressive towards stopping the run. You can't tell me they didn't challenge Garrett Gilbert to throw the ball. I mean, there's no way they would have played those pass coverages with Colt McCoy under center. It's mm-hmm. it just changes the the diamond the dynamic of the game completely. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and Brett Musburger, I thought outstanding job of announcing Kirk oh. Street. Was it just me or was he yelling too much? I don't know. He 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 does get intense at times. He's of that uh, Lee Corso ilk. It's funny you you reminded me of something I wanted to tell you that I thought I'm like this is this is a coach moment. I guess all of a sudden they had to stop play and we didn't know why and they went up to that blimp view and Brent Musburger says play will be stopped. Security was called in to get rid of the idiot. 
<laughs> he just casually said that. I thought it was to kind of To get funny. rid of the idiot? The idiot. There was some guy running on the field. Which they did not show. Yes, which they did not okay. show. Okay. By the way, I, real quick, uh, before we hit the break, I said um, that i tell you about this video. It's being bantered about the Internet. Now, if nobody sends it to you, you'll get it very soon. I'll try to send you a copy, too. It's via David Kaplan, the guy at Sports Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into his old archives, and of course now, when it gets on YouTube, old archives or old footage, you know, is rarely, rarely seen, but if it gets on YouTube now, all of a sudden, you know, two people see it, then four, they tell another, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, one, twenty-eight, two, fifty-six, five, twelve thousand, twenty-four, pretty soon you got tons of hits. Just like two guys in a mic. <sighs> sort of. We don't seem to multiply quite as exponentially as that, but, you know, we can always hope. But it's a classic video, and you got to see it. I can't do justice talking about it, but it's Johnny Morris uh-huh. talking off-air to Mike Ditka right before their little half-an-hour inane show, and Ditka is just completely PO'd that he's got to come on the show. But I guess he's got a contract to do it. Johnny, you know, bleep, 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 bleep lots of bleeps. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and Morris is bleeping right back at him. You know, Mike, we got to do the damn show. Back and forth they go. This is what before the – and then the camera comes on and, of course, smiles on their faces. You know, I should say smile on Johnny Morris's face. Ditka still answers a couple of questions about as tersely as he can. Johnny Morris sends it away. Ditka says thanks. Then when the camera's off, he gets up. And he's standing up. He's got a dress shirt on. And he's wearing nothing but blue underwear. <laughs> thanks for the interview. And he walks off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, Coach, a, please never do this show in your underwear. Huh? Please never do this oh, show in your it's underwear. That's a beautiful thing. What, yeah. we miss, what we miss off air when we're watching TV. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, so many times you see the guys wearing shirts and ties, and yeah. they have sweatpants underneath. Yeah. yeah. It's all about image. Right. All about image. All right, 888-463-6748. Seth Gruen and the coach. College football we should mention. We should mention this is our final football Friday. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, you I was going to say because well, for beat the schmoes, you got to have three games to pick, but we right. can still go yeah. into next weekend. So I take that back. But it is playoff football, NFL Sunday. We got four big games coming up: NFL Saturday and NFL Sunday. So we got to talk about the uh, NFL playoffs. College football season ends, but the NFL playoffs, Seth Gruen, begin. Right, and one thing that one very interesting thing is three of these games were played the yeah. last week of the regular season. That's wild to me. I mean, it'll be interesting. All these teams have a lot of tape on each other, so it, it'll, the gamesmanship will be really interesting in all these games. Mm-hmm. Which philosophy, and let's take the probably the greatest example of it was Arizona and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear from the fans, too. And don't forget, you can email us at mike2guys at AOL.com. Which philosophy do you adhere to? Arizona basically said, we don't care about that last game. We're resting our guys, and we're not showing Green Bay anything we're going to do. Mike McCarthy and the Green Bay Packers said, you know what, we don't know what the hell is going to go on next week. We're going to win the game. Well, as far- We're going to play to win. They played their starters a lot more. Which philosophy do you think is better? Well, as far as showing your, your packages, your schemes and whatnot, I don't show a thing. I, I, I have a very, very vanilla game plan. In terms of resting guys, if I'm Arizona, I rest guys. you got Kurt Warner, a 37-year-old quarterback. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, who's been hurt this year. So they're basically your two best players you want to keep healthy. I can understand that. I think it depends on the age of the team, the experience of the team. There are a lot of different mitigating factors. I think Arizona played it right, though, in that case. I'm just wondering, does the, how much does the psychology of winning the previous week's matchup affects You know what? These guys next are professionals. They should be motivated to win anyways. Okay. I mean, the, the, these contracts are laden with bonuses. Well, 
they're going to be motivated, but what about confidence? Does it give Green Bay any more confidence because they waxed Arizona, even though Arizona wasn't playing at full tilt? If anything, it says, don't you think Green Bay has to be saying to themselves, we beat them, but they didn't give us their best shot? Yeah. I, I mean, doesn't look at it maybe the other way. Mm-hmm. Playing devil's advocate, couldn't that go to maybe be the de- to the mm-hmm. detriment of Green Bay's confidence? Well, they didn't really give us their best mm-hmm. shot, and, and we only beat them by X number of points. Yeah, the repeat games, you got the Bengals and the Jets. The Jets, of course, won it. The Bengals hardly played anybody, and the other one is Philadelphia and Dallas. Philadelphia played to win that game because that was oh, a little to, different. To buy, yeah. It was for the NFC East yeah. Championship. Both, oh, both no, teams. Not a, was it for a buy? Yeah, for a buy. Okay. Philadelphia won, they would have gotten a buy. So now they got to travel to Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, to the Jerry Jones Palladium, and take on the Cowboys, who are red hot, and beat the Eagles both times this season. Now, I know it's difficult to beat a team three times in a year, but mm-hmm. Pittsburgh did it last year to Baltimore. Well, going to be interesting. Jets and Cincinnati, I believe, are our tip-off game Saturday at 3 o'clock. The Jets at Cincinnati. By the way, Chad Ochocinco having a little uh, knee problem. So he may be not right. fully healthy, and the Jets um, you know, probably play a little bit looser. They're the underdog team. Nothing to lose. Possible upset, but I think the Bengals are pretty good, and don't forget... Ex-Bear disaster Cedric Benson leads the Bengal running game, but should be a good tip-off opener for the playoffs. And don't forget, he rested last week, so he should be nice and fresh. Well, Cedric Benson rested uh, 16 straight weeks at the Bears. That's true. That's true. That's true. But he's found a home in Cincinnati. Yes, he has. And maybe, maybe, maybe it was the coaching staff. I mean, if he's this good in Cincinnati, why couldn't the the Bears get the most out of him? Why could, why couldn't they tap his potential? The, wouldn't, the, wouldn't that the be Bears, something? The Bears the, have a lot of potential. <laughs> what if the Cincinnati Bengals announced they've hired Ron Turner as their new offensive <laughs> yeah. coordinator? And now that Ron's available, we thought we'd bring him in. Cedric Benson, no! Yeah, you'd go back to uh, driving boats drunk. Oh, I forgot about that. 7 o'clock Saturday night. Seth, I know you a uh, young single man of uh, virile eligibility. You probably got plans on a Saturday night, but... It's wild card NFL Saturday. I would ask the females of Chicago to understand. If not for one possible Saturday, it's Philadelphia at Dallas. Cancel your social plans. Watch some NFL football, will you please? I will be watching both those games. I'll be watching NFL football all weekend long. So all those ladies can come over to my place and enjoy enjoy it and then and give me a little halftime show. <laughs> oh, boy. Not short on the ego today, are you? No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, no effort at Why all. Not? Just instead of you going out, just come on over to my place. Coach, right? my problem is 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 I love all women. One is good, five is better. It's a good theory. Yeah. Not sure if you could ever put. So that invite one over for the uh, the Bengals game. Invite uh, Bengals Jets. Invite another one over for the Eagles Dallas game. Uh huh. Ladies and gentlemen uh, that are listening to the show and trying to figure out who Seth Gruen is, you are now finding out why he is still young. Well, he's always been young, but still single and still very right. much eligible. Matter of fact, if you get any more eligible, you might get arrested. <laughs> All right. So we'll assume there'll be no females bothering your uh, Philadelphia-Dallas viewing experience. No, not at all. Sorry not to hear all. that. All, all right. 12 o'clock Sunday. Wake up. Get your exercises done. Do your Sunday morning Pilates. Get the church. 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. It's the Baltimore Raven taking on the New England Patriot. You mentioned Wes Walker, the great receiver for the Patriots out for the season, a Colt McCoy type injury. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it, and I hate, I, I hate to throw stats at you because I know you hate that, but Randy Moss has not caught a touchdown pass without Wes Welker in the lineup. Interesting. 
Well, it's interesting because it takes a lot of the, the focus off him. People can now double Moss. See, by doubling Moss, you leave the middle open. That's where Welker breads his butter. But with Welker out, this Julian Edelman, yeah, he's he's got speed, but I don't know. He's definitely not Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. New England Patriots, by the way, undefeated at home. Did I get that stat right? One of our young interns gave me that statistic. They have not been beaten at home this year. You're giving me a look like that might not be correct. I'm trying to think. I'm racking my brain with all the games. That that may be correct. All right, that may be correct because I know they had a god-awful road record. Game is at New England and the Baltimore Ravens, of course. Joe Flacco, the sophomore quarterback, and a pretty good running combo. Absolutely. Pretty good running combo of Ray Rice and Willis McGahee. A nice one-two punch. Could be a solid game, 12 o'clock And Sunday. don't forget, you get LaRon McClain, the fullback, very capable of running the ball. He's a pro bowler last year. I'm not sure if he is this year, mm-hmm. but he certainly he had a couple hundred-yard rushing games, so really a, a three-headed monster there in the backfield. And that's how you beat the New England Patriots. You run the ball, you keep it away from them. Mm-hmm. I think that is so undervalued when people are analyzing football games. You talk about discussing the backup quarterback position. When you run the ball and move the chains and the clock goes and you dominate time of possession, which I know Pete Carroll, by the way, says is a dumb stat. Are you not supposed to score quickly? Well, when you're running the ball, you're keeping the ball out of their hands. And that's exactly why Bill Belichick went for it on fourth and two against the Colts. He didn't want them to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good in theory. It's good in theory. Not so easy to do. How many teams in this day and age think about it? College or, you know what, less college, more pro. Because college, you do see some teams at Navy. The midshipmen. I mean, they run the, and Georgia Tech's another example. You know, they, they run that triple not triple crown, triple option offense. Each one's got its unique style. The other team knows what it's going to do, right? They ran, I think, what did they throw? Three passes against Notre Dame? Right. I mean, they know they're going to run. You just don't know who the ball's going to go to. So in college, it doesn't apply. In pro, though, how many NFL teams now can just sit there and say, we're going to run the ball and keep control of the clock? The defenses are too good. You don't see that. I'm not saying it's impossible. You just don't see it a whole lot in the NFL. It's good in theory, but in practice, not so much. You see, when teams are playing the Bears, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop the run against Cincinnati. And the run. Well, the only reason the, they, the only reason they don't run that much against the Bears is because passing is so easy. <laughs> right, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> as is special teams and defense. Yeah. Sad but true. Wait, we got two new coordinators coming in town. You can't pound oh, us yeah. anymore. All right, and the final game Sunday, and again we'll play uh, when we come back for the break. A real quick. Real quick, beat the Schmoes game. Uh, you can pick any three football games. There's only four to choose from. So pick three of any of the four playoff games. Make your pick. See if you can beat the Schmoes. Seth, it's great to have you in on Friday because you are, after all, if nothing else, a Schmo. Definitely. And I'm excited to be one. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We here on the more, uh, morning break. We here on the talkzone.com play Beat the Schmoes. Pick any three games. Paradise will make her picks too. The final game, real quick to preview it, Green Bay. At Arizona, I've been saying all week long, I think this will be the best of the four games. Well, you make a good point because Arizona is a team that struggled against the 3-4 scheme that Green Bay runs. So uh, defensively, it should be interesting. Uh, you got a lot of rookies. Play- you got some rookies on the defensive side of the ball playing in the game for Green Bay. B.J. Mm-hmm. Raji, the nose tackle. Clay Matthews, obviously the fine NFL pedigree. His uncle, Bruce Matthews, is... A future Hall of Famer, or is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Either way, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. If he's not, he will be. Guard, tackle, center. He played absolutely every position on the offensive line. It's one of the great 
football families, absolutely, of oh, all yeah. time. It's all football time. royalty. I, in fact, I, I had the opportunity to interview Clay before the, the draft because, you know, he... Junior or senior? Clay? Uh, before the NFL draft. Junior. Clay, Clay Jr. Oh, Clay Jr. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I also spoke with his father, as a really? matter of fact. Yeah. And um, because, you know, Clay came to USC as a walk-on. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting a scholarship, unseated Everson Griffin, who was freshman of the year in 2007, for uh, a spot as, as defensive end, which is pretty amazing. You're telling me no, USC. no college recruited Clay Matthews? No, because Clay Sr. explained to me. He was small as a junior. He grew from summer to junior to senior year. Uh-huh. And you're really recruited in the junior year for Absolutely, football. There's no question. If, if you want to do basketball, you're recruited in eighth grade and freshman year. By the time you're a junior or senior, you're almost right. over the hill. It's hard to believe, though. The, the best linebacker in college football last year, no. I don't know if he was the best. Whatever. Aaron Curry, I mean... You can, Whatever. You can make an argument enough, he might not have been no the best on his Division team. No Division One college is offering that guy. Uh, and on top of it, it's not like he's uh, Podog Schwartz from some small town well, out in Iowa. I, he's the son of one of the great NFL right, I, linebackers of all time. I, Come on. I think he might have gotten mid-major, whack-type okay. offers. But he wanted to go to BCS-level college football, and he had a plan, and he redshirted. And he had the opportunity to give up his redshirt, he told me, his freshman year. He said, no, no, you know, garbage time playing at home. He didn't travel with the team then. And, and he had a plan and the, put the plan in place and was a first-round draft pick. And, uh, you know, it's his former teammate Brian Arakpo, or not Brian Arakpo, I'm sorry, Brian Cushing won Rookie of the Year. But i, I got to believe Matthews was a close second. He had a phenomenal season this year. Beautiful. All right, we'll take a quick break. Beat the Schmoes. We'll make some football picks when we come back. Continue talking about the dramatic NCAA championship game last night. Alabama brings it home. You want to talk some hockey or hoops? We're right here for you also. 888-463-6748. The phone number. Let's send it over to producer extraordinaire, the doctor, my bodyguard, David Olson. to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we do welcome you back. Final segment of the TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic with you every 10 a.m. to 11 o'clock Central Time. Of course, you can always listen to the show archived on the TalkZone.com website, which is an outstanding website, by the way. Don't forget to check out 
some of the other great shows on TalkZone.com, too. There are literally shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week, from uh, boutiques to poker, from betting to business, you name it, everything in between TalkZone.com covers the gamut. And, Seth, I know we are just proud to be part of the semi-dysfunctional team. Absolutely. And the best part about the TalkZone.com is it's all in English. <laughs> You are referring to our previous radio show where we did what I thought was an outstanding show. But yeah. it was preceded. Abs- oh, absolutely. I- it was preceded and postseded by, uh, basically Russian talk. <laughs> yeah. So we would come on for, it was basically Actually, a non- I think it was preceded by Polish, succeeded okay. by Russian. It was a, basically a non-English speaking <clears throat> station and we did a two hour English speaking sports show. Right. Yeah. We were like a, you know, like we were like a little bit of water in the middle of the desert. All of a sudden you just pop up. Where are these guys? Yeah, we were definitely the outlier. Yeah. We were like... Yeah, we uh, advertised ourselves as the number one sports show in Chicago on a non-English speaking station. Right. I was very proud of that. Yeah. I, yeah. And you had a great run there. Yes, we did. Now, I'm not very proud of my Beat the Schmoes football predictions, by the way. I have been miserable all year living up to my schmo. However, a couple of weeks ago, before I was sent away for psychological uh, evaluation and took a week off of the show, I did have a two and one. So I'm on a bit of a streak. Excellent. Seth, our hosts, of which you are part of them, two and one, two and one, one and two, two and one, so above 500. Not too bad, seven and five overall. Again, we're betting against the spread. Yeah, And, of absolutely. course, we also have the beautiful and lovely Paradise, which is literally a pair of dice. She started off 0 and 3, went 3 and 0, 3 and 0, 1 and 2, and 2 and 1. I'll let you go first. You're the guest here, Smith. Uh, Seth, any of our listeners you want to uh, email in or call and make your football predictions, pick any three of the four NFL playoff games beat the Schmoes, and you are eligible to win a uh, cash prize. Cash prize from the TalkZone.com at the end of the football season. So far, we've had a few ties, but nobody indeed has beat the Schmoes. 888-463-6748, the phone number, Mike, M-I-C, number two. Mike, two, guys at AOL.com is the email address. Seth, real quick, your uh, football predictions, my friend. My football predictions, okay. I'm going to take Philadelphia-Dallas, who is favored by four. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Eagles there. I don't think Dallas is going to beat them three times in a row. I think when you have that much game tape, um, coaching becomes more of a tangible aspect mm-hmm. to a football game, and I think Andy Reid wins out um, bar none over Wade Phillips. Philadelphia so I'm going to go with plus the Philadelphia four. Eagles. Very nicely done. Then I'm going to take the New York Jets at Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Rex Ryan there. I got to believe that. What's the uh, spread on that game? Two and a half. Wow. Cincinnati is favored by two and a half. Thought it'd be a little bit more than that. Yeah, me too, actually. But I, I'm going to take the Jets. I got to believe that their um, that that their rushing attack and their defense is really going to be able to stymie a, a, mm-hmm. a strong Cincinnati offense. All right. So far, Seth Gruen, our guest schmo today, a true road warrior, picking a couple of road teams. Yeah, in fact, I think three of the road teams are going to win there this week. There we go. But uh, the the third game that I'm going to pick, um, I'm actually going to go with Arizona, the home team. Green Bay at Arizona, Arizona plus one. So I'm going to go with Arizona to beat that spread, which is basically a pick em. Interesting. And let us not forget, and I think it's an underrated factor, the Arizona Cardinal, I know the team has changed over a little bit, but not that much, is still the same team with the same head coach that went on a run last year and were the the darlings of the NFL playoff season. You remember Absolutely. they made it all the way to the Super Bowl where they became less of a darling in the Super Bowl. But 
I don't think people are giving them enough credit I agree. this weekend. I think that's a factor. That they maybe there's absolutely. that psychology that, hey, playoff time is our time. Right. Oh, absolutely. That, that has to give you confidence. You talk about confidence. I mean, when everybody thought you were the armpit of the NFC playoffs, you, I, I, you gotta believe that, that they, that they have some sort of confidence. And, and I don't think people are, are looking at Green Bay's inexperience enough. Aaron Rodgers has never quarterbacked a playoff yep. game. First it's gonna be a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You got rookies on the defensive side of the ball. You still got a new defensive scheme. You got a new defensive coordinator. You got Mike McCarthy who coached the playoffs three years ago, so he's there's there's got to be maybe a little rust there. Mm-hmm. So I think Arizona should be favored by eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I really do. They're you playing at home. And, and they're you, playing again, indoors. You said they're getting a point. They're so Green Bay is the favorite. No, no, no. Arizona is the favorite. Oh, okay. I'm sorry if I misspoke. Okay. So it's Arizona minus. Arizona one. is the favorite. Yeah, okay. as is as is Dallas uh-huh. is the favorite. Right, well, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the same games as you. I'm just going to go a little bit different. I'm going to pick uh, Philadelphia. That's who you picked, right? I picked Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah they are pick, not favored. I'm going to pick Philadelphia over Dallas. I'm going to be with you and just think the Cowboys might uh, put so much pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. To win a playoff game, you know, the pressure for Wade Phillips to finally get over the hump a little bit with Jerry Jones looking over his shoulder. So I'm going to take Philadelphia. I'm going to disagree with you on the Cincinnati Jets game. I think Cincinnati giving up only two and a half is a bargain. And I'll agree with you, Arizona over Green Bay. And I'll also agree with you, I'm going to leave New England and, and uh, Buff, uh, Baltimore. Leave that game alone. I think that's the hardest game to predict. Absolutely. I- Completely agree. I, th- okay. I think that could be the game of the weekend. All right. So I agree with you on two out of three. So either we'll be successful schmoes together or we will uh, be in misery together. Either way, we will hold hands in our success or lack thereof. So. Yeah, and some kumbaya. Yeah. All right. Can we make paradise? Absolutely. Right, Here, we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We'll give her, let's give paradise the same three games. No, let's tell you what. Let's give her the Baltimore New England game. All right. Too. So should we pick the Baltimore game first? Yeah. Baltimore New England spinning the dice, the beautiful, the lovely pair. Of dice. What a pair she is, by the way. Five for the white dice, green for the one she loves, the home team, the New England Patriot. How about that? All right, game two, Philadelphia and Dallas, paradise. Nothing more exciting than spinning dice over Internet Sports Talk Radio. And paradise says. Four for the green dice, two for the white, paradise likes the visitor, the Philadelphia Eagle. Over Dallas. Paradise is agreeing with me right now. Right now. Arizona and Green Bay at Arizona. Again, the scintillating spinning of the dice. We need a spinning of the dice sound effect here. Five for the white dice, two for the green, and that means she's picking Arizona. So she agree with you across the board? So far, shooter's hot. Shooter's hot. Oh, we're going to go all four games for Paradise? Sure. Uh, Let's leave it at three. Okay, leave it at three. She's a schmo with the rest of us. So there you go. That's how we do it. You want to email your picks in, you can do it at any time at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Anybody that beats the Schmoes, not Ty, but beats the Schmoes, uh, you are eligible for a $100 cash prize at the end of the season. MIC and the number two. It's Mike2Guys at AOL.com. You want to make your picks over the air, you can do it at 888-463-6748. I thoroughly enjoy the first weekend of the NFL football playoffs. I always enjoy it. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's good stuff. Early, or the early Sometimes ra- some of the best games. Don't you agree, though, Coach? The early rounds of the playoffs are some of the most exciting sometimes because yep. you have so many games, and it's just like an event. It's not, it's not 
oh, you got to wait for one game on one day. I almost find in the NCAA tournament, which I absolutely love, that championship game to be almost anticlimactic in some ways. The Super Bowl would not be anticlimactic. No. Sometimes it's too much of a show, and, you, uh, right. and, and the That's football like game gets lost. Thing. But no, there's there's the, the proper buildup for that game. By the way, this year, correct me if I'm wrong, there are still two weeks between the but, championship and the Super Bowl. But the Pro Bowl is the weekend before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. I like that. I like that. I don't, I don't like I don't, having to wait two weeks just as much as I don't like having to wait a month for the uh, all the bowls. I don't think it matters. Does anybody watch the All-Star game? Well, so that's we, part we, of the problem. They, they, they want to encourage people to watch it. I don't it. think it's going to help. Look, man, can you imagine what South Beach is going to be like those two weeks? Oh, the Pro Bowl is in the same place yeah. as the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's South Beach. It's Miami. Producer extraordinaire David Olson. Any chance we could uh, hook up a trip possibly to South Beach? TalkZone.net reporting live from one of the South Beach locations. Maybe I'll go, but uh, I think you got to stick back here. Ah, the there ship, is. So. so the producer, a true professional, will go with one of our young interns, and me and Seth, like the two pros we are, will stay back. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're, we're dedicated. That's the kind of hardworking guy David Olson is. Well, to take a punch, among other things, for the show. Yep. Well, Dave's, Dave's a hardworking guy. Look at him back there. He's... Hey, by the way, real quick, as we talk a lot of football, let me just mention to you, there are 39 days until four of my favorite words. You know what I'm going to say? No, I don't. 39 days, four of my favorite words in the English Dictionary, pitchers and catchers report. report. Oh, wow. Wow. 39 days, my friend. Yeah, if you think about it, those baseball players do not get much time off, especially if if you make to the World Series. Yeah. I mean, if they play in November, so they have half of November, December, January, and half of February. Yeah. Really, three months off. They don't hold mini camps like some of the, the pro football teams no. do, though. But football teams get a lot more time off. Yeah. I mean, these baseball players aren't getting much time off. Mm-hmm. Pitchers and catchers report in 39 days. Put that in the back of your sporting mind while we watch the NFL football playoffs this weekend. And, of course, uh, finish up talking about the college football game as Alabama beats Texas uh, to win the national championship. Boise State will say, hey, what about us? Boise State, pretty good team, but Alabama is. Your national champions, great ball game, and uh, Seth, we talked about it earlier. Almost, almost a storybook ending that would have gone down. I don't think I'm Absolutely. exaggerating much. It would have if Texas would have rallied with their backup quarterback Garrett Gilbert Grape. It would have gone down as one of the great storybook Cinderella finishes of all time. Absolutely, and maybe possibly the best college football game of the past 25 years. But as it stands, Alabama won that game, and yep. and they're my my. Hands down, I don't think anybody, you have to put them as number one next season. Returning their quarterback, their running back, and their star receiver. What year is Ingram? Ingram's a sophomore. Julio Jones is a sophomore. Not going to uh, commit to the NFL, Mark Ingram? He can't. He's a sophomore. Okay. He can't. He's a true sophomore. So he and Julio Jones will stay another year, and then I assume they'll go to the, the draft. And with McElroy coming back, I know they're losing a lot on that defense, but you got to believe... Uh, you know, Nick Saban's had several good recruiting classes, mm-hmm. so can be easily replenished. So they're my number one. Uh, Ohio State would be my number two. Boise State, number three. Oklahoma, number four, if you care. Go, you Northwestern. <laughs> fight on. 
All right, Northwestern. You are forgetting, my friend, about my Northwestern Wildcats. Despite losing seven starters on the offensive side of the ball, they'll be back bigger and stronger than ever with backup quarterback Dan Persia, who showed brief moments of stardom during his backup season this year. He did. He did. He's a little small. But you're not going to put him number five in the country. Yeah? No, I would not. I would not. Why? Who are <laughs> you? Who are your top? Uh, I haven't thought about. It. I'm just trying to analyze oh. the Alabama Texas game. I'm not ready to give you the top picks for next year. Uh, that's what that's what the last day of the college football season's all I, about. I need to see a little bit more about from the Alabama quarterback as far as downfield passing mm-hmm. before I can make them a prohibitive favorite for next year. I don't want a quarterback. And I understand the kid apparently hasn't lost a game in high Since school or eighth college. grade, he hasn't lost a football game as a starting quarterback. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. So obviously he's a great leader, a great manager of the game and stuff. But I do, I would like to see Alabama combine that great defense, phenomenal running game. If they could open it up a little bit, air it out a little bit more, oof, awfully good. He didn't, he didn't start at quarterback until his senior year, Greg McElroy. Yeah, he was playing by what? Chase uh, Daniel. That's the All-American from South Carolina. Uh, was it Lake Lake High School in South Carroll, Texas, or something like that? South Lake High School. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one of the most highly regarded high school football programs in the country. Mm-hmm. They attract more um, more fans than some one AA schools. So, you know, obviously he's he he he's, he played in the big time before he, he went to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. All right, big win by Alabama. College football comes to conclusion. You look back on the season, Seth, and again, it's a little bit hard to do with five weeks in between the uh, end of the regular season and the bowl games. That's a bit of an exaggeration, maybe for some teams, three or four weeks. For some, it was as much as five, though. Uh, you know, another great season. We talk about sports year-round, but I think I could speak for you. One of our absolute favorite, always, always gives you great thrills, enjoyment, excitement, enthusiasm, the spirit the whole college scenario, college football, um, just great, great entertainment. Another season comes to an end. Yeah, definitely. I've always loved college football. You know that, and I always, I, I love talking about it on the radio, even when it's in you know March or something like that. And then spring practice starts up. So, um, you know, part of me wishes I lived in the South, but yeah, love college football. Always a sad day when it ends. I love the collegiate sports. You know, I realize it more and more how much I'm, you know, I'm, I'm staying at home or I'm late, late to something because. I want to watch college basketball or college football. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not like that so much for me with the NBA. And I'm an NBA fan, don't get me wrong. And it is one of the great the things country. about sports is one season ends and another begins. I mean, it literally, right. if you're a fan and right. into it, it can be a, a year-round source of enjoyment yeah, for Yeah, for me who likes everything, it, it really is. It's one after another after another. Mm-hmm. And for me, the college game, it, it's not so much that these guys aren't getting paid or they're quote-unquote trying any harder than a professional. It's it's I love the intensity, the stadiums, the noise. It's just different than the NFL. It's just not the same. I mean, the NFL is is about you know a lot of corporate sponsorships and business people in boxes and people getting season tickets and just sitting there and watching. But you got the student sections and and the noise. I mean, go to a Northwestern basketball game. Go to the Northwestern Illinois basketball game. It's great. You got the two sides cheering at each other. You don't see that that often in college basketball. Go to Assembly Hall at Illinois. Full disclosure, I went there, but as did you. But but I mean, I mean, it's a great atmosphere. It's just so different. It's so much more intense. Constant noise, and that's what I love about the college games. Mm-hmm. And college football ends. We're a little sad about that. You mentioned college bas- basketball is right there for us, and that will certainly be one of our uh, main topics the next couple of months as conference play kind of starts. Now we're in the 
I guess you could say the meat and potatoes of the season, Absolutely. your preseason tournaments, some of your non-conference games are over. Now you get down to business, you go to work for about the next five, six weeks in conference play, and then at the end of that, we start getting ready for March Madness. So again, the end of one, but the start of another will be very exciting following college basketball. Right, right. And, and a great analogy, Coach. It's really, it's that preseason part is kind of like your appetizer. It matters. It's going to do something to uh, to to whet that appetite, but it's not going to fill you up. You need the meat and potatoes part, and then obviously the cherry on top, that dessert, is oh. that NCAA tournament. Great Awfully analogy, good. Coach. Awfully good. You are See the of radio. Northwestern Wildcat team, uh, never, never making the big dance, never being in the NCAA tournament this year. They've got a chance, so I'll be rooting for the purple, but there should be some great games along the way. Seth, great to have you. We want to wish everybody a great Weekend, enjoy the sports, enjoy your family. Hope everybody is happy and healthy. Uh, God willing, we will be back at 10 o'clock on Monday morning. I appreciate your coming in, Seth. Uh, Absolutely. Besides football, any exciting activities you'll be involved in? Hopefully nothing illegal or too explicit. We're covering a few prep games. Uh, you announcing anything this weekend? I actually am indeed. Zion Benton against Mundelein. That, that's a dandy. I saw Mundelein. They got that kid from... Um, ben Brust. Ben Brust, who's going to Iowa. 6-2, and I saw him dunk over like a 6-7 kid. Average He's impressive. 27 points a game in a high school game. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty Doesn't good. look like much now, but he's pretty good. And then you got the coach's son, Knapp, or Knarr. Robert Knarr. Robert Knarr, freshman. Mm-hmm. Looks like he should be in the band, but an outstanding shooter. No question about it. All right, thanks, everybody, for joining us. David Olson, rest of the crew, phenomenal job all week long. We much appreciate it. We are signing off. Have a great weekend. Monday at 10, we'll do it all over again.